Barnes has been shot. That's right. We shot him. Uh, Hi, I'm Andrew Hilbert. You may remember me from such podcasts as Books and Beer and Crazed Martian Lesbians from Venus. Uh, hi, I'm Miguel Villa. You may remember me from uh, such podcasts as Books and Beer. And honey, I took out the trash. Uh, so, uh, once again, I'm Andrew Hilbert, and that's Miguel Villa, and we're buds. We're drinking buds. That's right. Which we're going to clink here. Every podcast me and Miguel are on, we drink. <laughs> we're drinking. Yeah. And we're drinking uh, Duff right now. <laughs> yeah, um, because you can't see this, it's totally Duff. It's Duff. What was the recipe for Duff again? Duff is uh, Pabst and Water. Pabst and Water. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. And that's a later, that's a later episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a couple years ago they, they, they said it. Okay. Um, I've had Duff at Universal Studios. It's and pretty good. It's good. It's okay. good. It's definitely not Pabst and Water. No. So we're going, uh, what we're doing here on this. We shot Mr. Burns, a Simpsons podcast. We're going pretty much chronologically throughout the entire canon of the Simpsons so, the very first episode, which is today, it's the middle of, uh, it's actually the very beginning of summer here in Austin, Texas, and so naturally we're going to be doing Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, the Christmas special. Yeah. Uh, also, we're going to talk about Tracy Ullman, though. Yeah, because I feel like that was my doing, I, just because I'm a completist, so I always have to, like, well, you can't talk about The Simpsons unless you talk about Tracy Ullman, which we just found out. By watching 11 minutes of it, you can totally talk about The Simpsons without talking about Tracy Ullman. Yeah, you can talk about it. But we're going to talk about yeah. Tracy Ullman. And, uh, you know, Tracy Ullman, I think, should probably get her own episode one time because there is a little bit of controversy about how she uh, she kind of, like, uh, tries to take ownership of The Simpsons because they were on her show. Right. I mean, which, who, you can't blame her, man. Well, I mean, Trying to take a bite out of that billion dollar donut. Yeah, but that's that's true, but who would want to claim ownership on those episodes? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Yeah. True. Well, so, they, we could talk about it more, but I'm sure claiming own, ownership of those episodes then in turn gets you a bite out of the old Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh why we're doing this? We're both huge Simpsons fans. Uh we actually met via a friend who does books and beers, Zach Chapman, and he's just a little bit too young to be in the Simpsons, you know, to be to be grown up on the Simpsons. He doesn't get it, and and I don't blame him because when he grew up, there was there's definitely peaks and valleys of the Simpsons, and when he was young, it was probably in the probably the lowest of valleys. When we were growing up, it was peak Simpsons, yeah, you know, and it was all over the culture. You know, anywhere you turned, you know, like Nintendo games, like that was my childhood is The Simpsons. I'm sure it is. We're not far off in age. So no. um, whereas now him growing up, it was Pokemon, freaking Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, what's what's the what's that one that we mess with them about? Where the black Dragon shirt, Ball the, Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. So eat my shorts don't have a cow man those were things i said growing up those were things that were on t-shirts cowbunga yeah, cowbunga you would, but you would also cowbunga was a little bit more of a teenage mutant ninja turtles but i i guarantee you you also watched the 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, um, am I getting that? No, no, no. no. He, Bart, did, he did say it. Bart did okay, say okay, Cowabunga. Okay. But uh, you, you would go to, because this is how, how it was. You would go to swap meets and you would see airbrushed T-shirts <laughs> of Bart Simpson saying, yep. eat my shorts. And these were like, you know, they cost like $5. Yeah. And if you didn't want to pay $10 to Fox... Which at that time wasn't the worst thing in the world, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you just go to swap me and get it, and it was just such a part of my childhood. Um, I grew up in a pretty strictish religion, and pretty much the only secular thing I could enjoy with as a family was yeah. The Simpsons because my parents were super young. So The Simpsons hold like this this place in my heart that's just I always have it. I didn't have cable ever, yeah, and so the edgiest stuff you could ever watch was Fox. Oh, yeah. yeah. El Barto, you yeah. know, graffiti on that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I, you know, we're middle class, lower middle class. I, I feel like we were upper middle No, we were lower middle class, but we didn't know it because my, our parents were able to, like, trick us and getting us certain stuff. And the Simpsons just kind of fell in there, man. It was like we, we had the Nintendo and the, the Simpsons game came out. And um, my parents, well, my dad spoke more English than my mom, but... They didn't speak a lot of English. Um, they've gotten better now. So, but they didn't know what the heck I was watching. It looked like a cartoon show. Yep. They're like, oh, it's animated. It's for kids. Me and my brother, uh, my middle brother Kenny, would just watch it, you know. And then later on, when it came into reruns, come home, five thirty was The Simpsons. That's when it would come on for us. Everything else is dropped, and we're watching The Simpsons. Dude, things were different in Chicago. Yeah. Remember, it was uh, it used to be on Thursday nights because they're trying to compete with the Cosby show. Really? Was it Thursday? Or, no. or they moved well, you, to Sunday? You're talking about new episodes? Well, the new episodes were on Thursdays. Yeah, originally. Whoa, it was yeah. Sunday for, at, but, in Chicago. But no, no. Very beginning. And it was Sunday later. May, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And the um, it's just... I would have been... So in eighty nine ninety, I think it came on ninety because as we just saw that first episode was uh, copyright nineteen ninety. Yeah, I would have been eight years old. So I, I don't know if I would have remembered a Thursday night from a Sunday night, other than shit. I got to go to school tomorrow morning. Yeah. Know? So how old were you, dude? I was four. Oh shit. Yeah. So okay, but I mean that doesn't mean that you know. Let's say this. I was talking to a friend. It was just like. The Simpsons were every part of the, the earliest memory I had. The Simpsons were a part of that, right? You know what I mean? Um, and it was my favorite show. We'd record it if we weren't at home. We'd go to Dodger games, with my grandpa. Okay, and we'd make sure Chavez Ravine. Yeah, dude. Okay, <laughs> you know your stuff. I know. Uh, we uh, and we'd make sure my dad knew how to work the VCR. We'd test it before <laughs> we went. Dad, can you do it? Yeah. yeah, and we would record The Simpsons. Should we stop and um, explain to Zach what a VCR is? Yeah, we should. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, a VCR always blinks midnight. Yeah. Always blinks midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's it's uh, kind of crazy to think how far we've come yep. from that time, you know, and, and um, you know, from recording on VCRs, now you can do it on DVR, or you can just fucking Google it, yeah. go on YouTube or wherever, or... Actually, they have their own app. <laughs> they have the Simpsons World app. I got my yeah. Santa's little helper back here. <laughs> Santa's little helper. You can just shut that door. A, a creepy noise right yeah. there. That, that song, of, that sound of yearning that a dog does. Yeah, right? I know. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, if you're listening to this, you're probably also as big of a Simpsons nerd as we are. 
um, because otherwise you would not be listening to this. You'd probably be listening to King of the Hill, which <laughs> I, I, well, I didn't grow up in Texas. I just landed in Texas, yeah. so I didn't get it as much as anybody else did. Bobby? Were you a Simpsons? Were you a King of the Hill fan? I, I feel like there was two ta- uh, two camps. Yeah. I don't know if you could be. I think if you were a, a King of the Hill fan, you were a Beavis and Butthead fan. Because it's the same Mike Judge, right? Yeah. And uh, whereas I could kind of stand in doses um, King of the Hill, I couldn't really do Beavis and Butthead. One, because they just did mostly rock and roll or heavy metal yeah. music, which I wasn't yeah. big on. And then two, like it was... It was really sophomoric humor. Like that humor was sophomoric. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have cable, so I wasn't able to watch it that oh, much. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this isn't a fucking Beavis and Butthead podcast. Yeah. So fuck you, Mike Judge. <laughs> you live here in Austin, Texas. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Um, but um, I'm ex- I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I just want to say I'm excited for this podcast because I feel like I'm, we're going to kind of delve into our childhoods yeah and kind of recapture a lot of that because yeah. you know i'm 35 and there's a lot of shit happening right now that's you know with the world and you know freaking politics it just brings you down man and right now the simpsons is something to kind of lift you up yeah. and along the way i'm lo- i'm hoping to learn a lot more about it you know yeah. i want to know who wrote my favorite episodes yeah because i don't know that anymore i don't know that i want to know uh you know when uh, when new characters were you know, introduced and who was voicing them and all that sort of stuff. I want to know, you know, because when you're a kid, you don't know contract negotiations yeah. was the reason for one of the you know, losses of your favorite characters, you yeah. know, which, which happened. So. Can you believe that the highest paid voice actors in animation are the Simpsons cast and they all started on that rinky-dink <laughs> 10, you know, 30-second little clips yeah. on Tracy Ullman? That's crazy. And and there's a story behind that. So Matt Groening was in the studio waiting to meet with, um, I don't know, Simon. Wait, I forgot the guy's last name. I mean, the first name. Uh, and he uh, he didn't want to give the rights to his characters, the Life and Hell series, which are the, the rabbits yeah, that you yeah, see yeah, yeah. every now and then in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to give up those rights because he thought they were too valuable. They were his. <laughs> so in the waiting room, he sketched out, Lee's character is based on his family. And he thought that the animators would clean it up if they accepted it. Afterwards. They used his, they used his sketches as the model. For, for the Tracy Ullman show? The charts? Tracy Ullman show, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, I can see that. Yeah. I totally believe that. Yeah. Because Homer looks like an ape. Right? Yeah. Like a Quijibo. <laughs> and, and he sounds terrible. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. somebody making fun of Homer. Right. <laughs> I can't even do it. But. And, and even the first season, the voice, I mean, Homer's voice is almost too low, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, Marge is too scratchy. Yeah. And she Marge sounds more like Patty and Selma. Yeah. 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 But uh, so so those Tracy Ullman episodes, let's just knock those out of the way here. Okay. Did you have any favorites? So what did you think of it? <laughs> you know, um, it was... You could tell the seeds were there, right? Like the core family was there. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you, yeah, the core. So Bart, Lisa, Maggie, uh, Homer, and uh, Marge are there. And I don't think Grandpa show up. I didn't, think, up. I didn't no, see no. him at all. So it's just them. From, from, the, from what we, we saw. Yeah, from what we saw. We're going to kind of space it out because it's a, lot, <laughs> it's a lot to do. Yeah. But, you know, some of it's heartwarming. Some of it's funny. Taken in 30-second spurts, which is what they were probably seeing it originally, I could see how it would be funny. 
But doing it in 11 minutes first like we did, I was like, wow. I'm so glad somebody saw the potential in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad someone saw the potential because otherwise, I mean, the world would be different. That's for sure. Well, yeah. But pop culture would be different. Oh, definitely. Well, I was going to say, we're also lucky that Fox was a brand new network and yeah. was desperate yeah. for content. Willing to take risks. Willing to take risks. I mean, the same network they brought us Made with Children. Yeah. Which is another show I liked. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that one, I was not allowed to watch it, though. I only watched it at my grandparents' house. And my grandma didn't speak English, so <clears throat> I didn't I didn't have to worry about how the content. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So stay tuned for our next podcast. Uh, Married with Children. <laughs> Married with Children podcast. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, they weren't, they weren't funny. There was, there was glimpses of, of humor there. Homer was a better dad. Yeah. But I think Homer's a better dad in the early episodes anyways. Yeah. Um, and the jokes are very, you know, they basically, they have interconnected skits. And each skit kind of just does the same joke over and over and over again. Right. So I'd kind of be interested to see the Tracy, how the Tracy Ullman show did it, like yeah. placed it. But I also have a feeling the Tracy Ullman show wasn't that funny. <laughs> I never see, have never seen it. Right. And I bring it out to the podcast listeners, Zach, <laughs> nobody else, uh, uh, to, to tell me if Tracy Ullman was actually funny. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Well, what I think they were doing, um, then again, not having ever seen one, but from having seen the, the, you know, this 11 minutes that we saw, I think each one of her Tracy Ullman episodes had a, a Simpsons theme. So one, one like two or three minute um, part of what we saw today was just about Homer tossing him the ball, right? Yeah. Football. And it was the same joke over. It's set up punchline, set up punchline. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, uh, what do we say it was? The a Butterfingers commercial. Butterfingers over commercial. And over yeah. and over and over again for 11 minutes. Or a Sunday morning comic. Or some, Yeah. Yeah. Like a three panel comic. Yeah. Like, you know, the, set up and punchline. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Family Circle. Yeah. So, well, it's Family Circle is the one. I picked the one comic that's not. <laughs> the one comic that's one panel? Yeah. <laughs> you can't get Except on Sundays. Except on Sundays. Yeah. So, Family Circus, I was going to say that's funny you mentioned that because I say, I think the Simpsons and the Tracy Ullman show were shitty Family Circus. And Family Circus is shitty Sunday comic. <laughs> you know? And yet, somehow, The Simpsons works. Yeah. Somehow, The Simpsons works. Yeah. Well, do you want to trash that? You want to trash the Olman show? Are we done with that one? I'm done trashing it. Yeah, we're yeah. done. We're, we're gonna we're for the next episode. We'll we'll watch another 11 minute segment, yeah. and then for the third episode, the last one, and then we'll do, we'll be done with that. Yeah, yeah. And since this is the intro uh, episode, we're gonna we're, we're going to talk about the Christmas episode by itself. But the first season, we're probably going to put two episodes together, just because. The first, I mean, the first season's good, but it's 11 episodes, and they're not known to be the best episodes in the canon. Right. Um, but this Simpsons episode, a couple years ago, I went kind of insane on a friend, because I was drunk, <laughs> drinking too much duff, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he disagreed with me that the Simpsons Christmas episode was the best Christmas cartoon ever. And I, I disagreed. Your stance was it is the best? It is the best. And his stance was it was his, his stance was with peanuts. And I was like, what is that cookie cutter peanuts? fucking... Oh, no. What is that cookie cutter bullshit, dude? <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. 
You you didn't have working class folks then. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say. Yeah. There's a certain type of person who likes peanuts. Yeah. And it's not working class stiffs, I don't no. think. Uh, so, so, so in a drunken rage, I went on Amazon and bought the first season just to prove to him that it is the best, <laughs> you know, and, and, and then I went on this rampage where I just bought every single thing of, of the Simpsons. Okay. And you, you've done the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, about a decade back when, uh, Target was having a sale, I just saw all these Simpsons seasons, like one through six and they're like 25 bucks a piece or maybe even less, maybe 15 bucks a piece. And, you know, this is no no house. You know, this is disposable income up the ass, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I got like six or seven seasons at once and like made it through like the third season and I just completely stopped. And just because life was happening, it didn't mean any quality or anything like that. But so now I have a freaking reason to go back and watch that. Yeah. Know? I, uh, when I went through this period, I watched every single episode. Really? From what season to what season? One to 17. What was So what was available at the time, right? Yeah. Well, what season are we on now? Like 20? No, we're on 30, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, and the only ones that are on... Holy fuck, wait. We have to pause that first. Don't literally pause, but 30 episodes of The Simpsons. I mean, 30 seasons. I mean, there's seasons. like 600 episodes. Jesus Christ. We are going to be around. We're going to be doing this podcast till we're 60. <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah. Because, yeah, because 90, right? And we're coming up on, well, 80, it was probably 89, 90. Yeah. And we're coming up on, you know, 2018, halfway there almost. Wow. Or that maybe, is yeah. crazy. It's insane. More of my life has been with The Simpsons than it has been with yeah. The Simpsons. And even though I'm not watching it currently, yeah, it's like, I will be very sad the last episode. Yeah. I will be very sad if it gets canceled. I mean, The Simpsons has to go out. With a proper send-off. It's like the longest-running animated show ever. Yeah. And it's pretty close to longest TV show ever. Longest-running scripted, yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, because there's like some like Mon, something, Mabel, or something. Well, I mean, those are, those like 19 fucking 50 shows don't count. They have like a thousand episodes a year. Yeah, yeah their nostalgia doesn't count. My nostalgia counts. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, you know what? None of them are alive to listen to this podcast, okay? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty astounding. It's pretty astounding. And yeah. and the reason why, I mean, the Simpsons for me as a, as a writer, the Simpsons, I believe like shaped my mind for the kind of humor I like. And it's, you know, sarcastic, anti-authority mm-hmm. in a major way. And there's a major transi- transition for The Simpsons. It used to be very Bart-centered yeah. and became very Homer-centered. Right. And it's a very interesting shift as you grow older because you are Bart. <laughs> and currently, I feel like Homer Simpson. Oh, I've, <laughs> every freaking day, I'm. Uh, it hits me more on the weekends. I'm surprised at my slow transition into Homer Simpson. Yeah. I walk around in my house in just my underwear. Like, that's my default mode, yeah. bro. Same. It's underwear, and it's and you know, thank God I still have a full head of hair, but I got the gut, you know, yeah. and I got the be- I got the beard, um, you know. It's it was slow, it was gradual, but God damn it, I'm glad I'm there. Yeah, I've got the crippling alcoholism, we <laughs> 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 crippling debt check. You know? yeah. Speaking of debt, alcoholism, and laziness. <laughs> This showcases a Homer Simpson that actually isn't lazy. Yeah. 
he works hard to bring Christmas to his to his family, and it's almost it, this is like a, almost an anti-materialistic Simpsons through a very materialistic lens because Bart gets his tattoo. They spend all the Christmas money to remove the tattoo, mm-hmm. and uh, and Homer not getting a Christmas bonus goes and, and works as a mall Santa yeah. for thirteen dollars. For what seems like maybe two weeks. Yeah, for two. Right, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's hard to tell this montage scene. Yeah, and what what I'm excited for is, I should say, one of the other things I'm excited for is when you're growing up, you catch jokes that you know should be funny, and you're like, ah, that I obviously know that's funny, but you don't get maybe get, don't get that second meaning. Yeah, as an adult. I get that second meaning now for for Homer. Yeah, you know, like hating his sister in law, sister in laws. I don't hate my sister in law, but I'm, <laughs> you understand that scenario, right? Much more than you would have as a kid. Yeah, and uh, having to get a second job, and then waiting for your paycheck that you think is going to be dope, big ass fucking paycheck, and come come back and there's taxes, and there's unemployment insurance, and there's what was it? The uh, Christmas Club, Christmas Club, which is fucking to me that's like the best. Joke in the whole thing, and I, was, I don't know what that is. What's the Christmas Christmas club? club? Okay, I worked at a place that had a Christmas club, Costco. I worked at Costco, and they okay. had a Christmas club, and it was basically they take two dollars every paycheck to pay for the big Christmas party oh. at the end of the year. So the funny thing is, it's a it's a seasonal job only on Christmas, yeah. and they still take out the Christmas <laughs> club dues. Wait, are you so you're telling me you as an employee would have to pay for your own Christmas party? No, you would. You it was voluntary. It was voluntary. Okay. But so, what I'm saying is employees paid for the own... The, yeah. The employer did not pay for the Christmas party? Yeah, well, the the employee paid to make sure it was really good. You see like hookers saying? and cocaine. Though. Right, exactly. Okay. I mean, Costco really Costco really pays well. <laughs> oh, you got the bulk size cocaine and bulk <laughs> size Bulk <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> better deal. <laughs> a lot goes to waste, but uh-huh. it's a better deal. Okay. All right. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot of good jokes in this one. Um and God, I wish I took notes. You were taking yeah. notes, man. Well, Give so, me them. <laughs> so I was just kind of taking thoughts, right? Just jotting down thoughts, and you see right away. Besides the core family, you have a lot of the characters that are going to be with us throughout the series. So you got Ralph. Well, I think it's Ralph. They don't name him. It looks like Ralph. Looks like Ralph. It might not be Ralph though. Yeah, because you see that early stages of the, you'll see somebody who looks like somebody, but they sound completely different than they, they do in their in yeah. the later episodes. So maybe Ralph, maybe not. Principal Skinner definitely. Music teacher, uh, Grandpa, Padding Selma, Flanders, Mister Burns, Smithers. Um, you got Mo Moe's, the bar yeah. itself. You got Barney Millhouse. Obviously, Santa's a little helper. <clears throat> and then um, Snowball 2, right? Yeah. And I think that's pretty much it. I mean, that is a huge cast yeah. of the of the people you're going to know throughout the years. Yeah. Obviously, you remember that Simpsons poster of the whole cast. Yeah. So it's probably maybe one-tenth of that, maybe yeah. even less than that. Way but, less than <laughs> yeah, yeah, one-tenth. I mean, Counting's not your strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no Bumblebee man who's yeah. I I connected with the most. You connected with Bumblebee man. That's interesting because we're going to tackle some issues about, oh, yeah. about these things. We'll we'll talk about uh, Bumblebee man. We'll talk about Apu. We're definitely going to talk about him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this episode you got a lot of that there, yeah. and then um, what I was going to say, like it's oh yeah, I told you about the relatable part. Um, it's 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 
it's talking about like harsh economic times, like you were saying, yeah. and um, needing to provide for your family, All which right. Homer, you know, it's it's very, very much a 1950s nuclear family, right? Because right. uh, Marge stays home and takes care of the kid, which is it, a job in and of itself. I'm not saying it's not. It's probably even because you don't get a break from it, right? right? Whereas Homer gets a break when he comes home. Um, so, but it's a nuclear family. She stays home. He goes out to work. She cooks. She cleans and everything. But it's so it's, it's still kind of got that vibe. But then you got Bart, who's the rebel. You got Lisa being smart in here. So right off the bat, which we didn't talk about, but in the shorts, she was just as bad as Bart was. Yeah. There was kind of no. She was literally just a, a girl Bart. In yeah. The, in the shorts, she was a little brat. Yeah, yeah. she was. And um, so you have a lot there, which is really cool to see. Yeah, the whole Lisa thing. I think Lisa, there's an idea. I, I feel like they, they still weren't sure what was going on with her. And they, here's something about this, about this episode: is this episode wasn't supposed to be the first episode. So it's written. It, it was written as in part as like to be like in the middle of the season. Okay. So you'll notice as we go on that there's no Santa's little helper in the in, oh, in the rest of it. Oh shit! Okay. This is ended up being the the first episode by circumstance. But you could tell that Lisa is a kiss ass and smart because she does that whole dance for the South Pacific yes. Santa, which, you know, probably culturally insensitive. She's also not wearing any pants, which is like a coloring or animation mistake on okay. this thing. Because she has like that 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 brush dress. Yeah. You can you can see right through it. It's really bizarre. <laughs> um uh, I, I did not notice that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I noticed it. <laughs> R- Ralph character is not flushed out at all, and yeah. Millhouse is—he's Millhouse, but he's not actually Millhouse because yeah. he's too cool. He doesn't have yeah. any of that desperation. You're right, exactly. None of that like me, Bart. Like me, Bart. Right. And then there was the uh, the black uh, character. I get, uh, is it Lewis? Uh, the, the, his his one of his black friends. <laughs> not, not oh, uh, you're thinking of Carl and Lenny. No, no, no. Okay, no, Lenny and Carl. No, but oh, oh, their friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah their yeah, friend. Yeah. Um, Bart's friend. I don't know I his name. Uh, yeah, of course you don't. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> I don't remember it either. But I, I was just that. Would, that's another character that you see a lot throughout, yeah. especially when when these are those those Bart centric stories that right. we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Well, you're allowed not to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's my privilege. Yeah. So the story progresses. He, he the first the first strike to Homer is there's no Christmas bonus. But what's funny about this working stiff thing is they say please continue working throughout this announcement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny because he's a he's a nuclear power he works in a nuclear power plant right? right, and he's going along checking all these gauges right, yeah. and he's not even paying attention. So he's like, yep. <laughs> Yep, yep. He goes by three, and then that fourth one is like off the charts, right. like in danger and red. He's like, "Yep, good." Yeah. And he just keeps walking, and it's like, I understand that. Yeah, I have a job, and I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> it's like, well, if it's not, if there's nothing in, imminently dangerous here, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what's funny. Like as a kid, that's a that's a sight gag. Yeah. Right. As an adult, that's a deep like metaphor for the life that you're living. Yeah, exactly. And it's both levels. And yeah. it's, it's great. Um, the, uh, so the first strike against Homer is that he loses his Christmas bonus. The second strike is that his son thinking he'll please his mother gets a tattoo, a uh, classic mother tattoo with a heart. Ma, was he doing, uh, was, was he going for mother? He was going for ma. mother. Okay. Because okay. it ends on ma. That's right. <laughs> right. And so the tattoo guy was actually, 
he seemed to be a combination of what became the psychiatrist character and comic book guy. Yeah, I was thinking that. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, how old are you, kid? I'm 21. Wait, he's like, hey, are you 21? Yes. Get in the chair, right? <laughs> Marge catches him at Moth, takes him out, and they go to a laser tattoo removal in the same mall. Very convenient. <laughs> yeah, convenient. The same mall. And uh, spend all of their Christmas savings, so sad, Yeah, on the thing. Marge does not know that Homer doesn't have his bonus. Right. And there, and that's the rub. That's, that's where we... That's the uh, problem that Homer, as the provider, as the man of the house, has to handle. Yeah. And I understand that, you know, because you don't want to disappoint your – I don't have any kids, but you don't want to disappoint your your wife. You don't want to disappoint your kids. And so you're going to do everything that you can to kind of keep that away from them. Yeah. And I go through that too. Like there's times where I have bad news or something and I'll just bottle that shit up in. And eventually it's going to come out. Yeah. I'm, kidding. I'm telling you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I understand that. Like it, that that um, wanting to protect your family at all costs, and that means getting a second job and hiding it from them. Because you know, if you tell your wife that you had to go get a je- second job, she would talk you out of it. Because nothing's that Im- that important, right? Yeah. So the kids don't get a couple of uh, presents. You know, it's okay. It's okay, homie. Yeah. But you know, as a provider, it's it's a slight to your manhood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also an element of competition here, is that uh, he right. wants to prove Patty and Selma that he's not a total fuck up. Yeah. Or, and also, we got Ned Flanders. And Ned Flanders. How could you forget Ned Flanders? Yeah, I know. We forgot Ned Flanders. Yeah, he's he's shown he shows up to with. We don't see uh, we see either Rod or Todd, but not right. both. We don't see them both. Yeah. The other thing though is that Ned is a little more showy in in this episode than throughout. Yeah. He's more humble. Uh, going on, you don't have the the Christian aspect of Flanders here, right? Other than putting up Christmas lights at Christmas, but yeah. I, I don't remember it being necessarily very preachy or a lot of uh, Jesus Christ. It's mostly just right. Christmas lights and Santa. Yeah, he's just he's just Homer's foil. Yeah, you know, straight laced, providing dad, yeah. uh, overachiever. Does not say howdly doodly. I don't think yeah. did he? I don't no. think he did. Nope. Yeah. Um. So. They have to remove the tattoo. They lose all their money. Homer goes to the bar, goes to Moe's, and Barney says, drinks on me. <laughs> He's wearing a Santa suit. And how do you have all this money, Barney? Well, I became a Santa Claus. Mm. Okay. You know, so Homer, that's a second job. Yeah. Which is funny here because that they don't, uh, Barney and Homer don't seem as close as friends because he calls them Simpson. Yeah. Instead of Homer. Yeah. Right? And typically, you don't call somebody by their last name unless you're maybe like cordial with them or acquaintances. Or a baseball coach. <laughs> <laughs> or some, yeah, but like typically you just call somebody by their first name, right? So I don't think there's that same close connection with with Homer and Barney in this, in this episode. Uh, yeah, I feel like they just know each other as regulars in the bar. Yeah. That's it. Right. right. We're, and so that's funny because... If you're known in a bar, there's that deep-seated alcoholism. Yeah, you know? yeah that's Seriously. for sure. If you're a regular and if everyone knows your name, yeah, <laughs> you're forgetting a lot of nights. And in the, what's funny is uh, – well, uh, I don't want to step on your toes, but when Homer's um, – later on in the episode when Barney suggests that they go to the racetrack – they're in the bar, and Homer's like, "I don't want to be a scumbag." Aren't they, are they in the bar? When I think so. Or are they are they at still at work? 
I think they're at the bar. Yeah, and he I was, don't. I don't remember. We just well, watched. It. Yeah, we just watched it. I don't so if I'm wrong, don't fact check me on this. Facts don't matter. Yeah. Um, but they're in the bar, and then uh, Barney suggests going to the uh, dog dog track. Yeah. And Homer's like, I don't want to be a scumbag. Dude, you already have your kid in a bar with you while you're getting drunk. Yeah. So that's it's a, a little funny there. Um, so the, 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 they go bet. Well, the whole charade, charade, <laughs> charade, charade. You got, you got a thing as a Chicagoan? Shared. Shared? Yeah. The whole shared comes <laughs> crashing down when Milhouse uh, pushes Bart uh, to go sit on Santa's lap. Real funny prank there, Milhouse. <laughs> What and a piece of shit. Bart goes and finds out it's his dad, and you know, and uh, whatever. It's payday. They get to do this paycheck, and here's a joke I never understood as a kid. It was the taxes, all that that came out of it. We yeah. already talked about it, but it's also like as you get older. And we, I live in California, where you did have a state income tax, uh-huh. and you see your paycheck, and it's like six things taken out immediately, yeah, yeah. and then your paycheck. It's a shitty moment. As a worker. Yeah. But um, it pays for the greater good. <laughs> Socialized medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's gotten to a point where I don't even look at my paycheck anymore. Like, I don't want to see everything taken out. I just know that the amount, the sa- I get the same amount every yeah. two weeks, you know? Yeah. I don't want to look at everything else. Yeah, I so, don't check it. Start yeah. deposit now, man. <laughs> Whole new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they go, they, they, they don't bet the way Barney tells them to bet. Right. Cause Barney's got the hot inside tip. Yeah. He's got the inside tip. Yeah. 10 to one, baby. He says, bet everything on whirlwind. Number six. Yeah. Why well, do I remember that? But I don't remember <laughs> any other things. Uh, cause you're a degenerate gambler and you want to go bet <laughs> Yeah. Homer bets everything on Santa's little helper. Cause he sees that as a sign on Christmas. And Sansa Hopper comes in dead last. Well, what are the odds? 99 to 1. 99 to 1, He's yeah. He's like, 99 Nine, to 1. 99 times 13. What is that, boy? <laughs> uh, of course, Santa's little helper loses. And as Homer and Bart, to me, this is a touching scene. It's sad. Yeah. And also plays to the time. It's an economic downturn. It's it's degenerate, right? There's a, it just feels sad. They're digging. They're looking for discarded betting tickets of winners. Yeah, just to try to salvage something. And he's moving, uh, moving the like discarded cigarette butts. Yeah. and all the detritus on in the parking lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad moment. It's a, a man and his a boy and his father doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barney comes with a woman in the car. Daria, <laughs> I told you over everything, but everything on whirlwind. Let's get out of here, Daria. <laughs> and the dog owner is throwing Santa's little helper away. And uh, you've come in last for the last time, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a loser. It's something else, and it's a Simpson. Yeah, right? saves the day. Homer doesn't know that though yet. He doesn't know yet. Yeah. yeah. So they. So they get the dog, and then they, they come home, and uh, everybody's gathered around the, the tree, which, to have, to go back a little bit, he had to, because he didn't have any money, he had to go out to the country and steal a tree. Right. Right? So he had to chop down. He drove past a couple lots that were selling them for like 75 which I feel right now is a lot of money for yeah. a tree. I've never bought a real tree, but that's a lot of money. So, yeah. Now, so I, I think it might have been a little exaggeration yeah. in 89, but regardless. So they drove past a couple lots, 
and uh, he had to drive out the country, chopped down this tree, got cha- uh, got chased off the land by uh, this guy, this guy who catches him and is like uh, shoots a shotgun and he has some dogs, but he gets the tree. So when he comes home from the from the uh, dog park, Patty and Selma and Marge and Lisa and Bart and Maggie they're all sitting around the tree and there's a fire waiting for him, and he's like ready to confess. You know, I didn't get my uh, bonus and there's no money. There's no presence and in the middle of him confessing Bart's like look who we got right yeah. and he just shows up with Santa's little helper yeah and completely saves the day right and Marge is like what did you say like God bless him or yeah. something like that right yeah because she was so concerned about it and then she knows in the bottom of her heart that Homer's a great dad and yeah. he's going to do something and he he kind of fumbled his way into it he fumbles way into it but that's Homer you fumble your way into it that's America <laughs> You fumble your way into greatness. Yeah, and so that's what he did, and that's how, believe that's how we end, right? That's how we fade out. Right, and it goes into a song, which is, you know, just the way to end it. Yeah. But Patty and Selma are rooting against him. Right. Right. And the first scene in which Patty and Selma are actually inside the house, when Homer's walking up the stairs and he shudders, that is such a good piece of animation, <laughs> it's such a good sight gag, and yeah. it's so true to form. Yeah. Because... You have a long day at work. The last thing you want to do is entertain anybody. anybody. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my homie, my sisters are here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Patty. Hello, yeah. Selma. It's like a great. It's a great gag. Um, man, I I love this episode. Yeah. And 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 in my family, which I'm 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 actually forcing this on you now. <laughs> I, I decided with Nina. We have we have nephews. Um, one of the nephews really remind, reminds me of Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. But yeah, say hi to him. Hey, Noble and Julius, how you doing out in Seattle? <laughs> Where Matt Groening's from? Nice. There you go. You probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast though, because <laughs> we do swear a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I actually bought Noble a Mad Mad Magazine subscription because I oh, thought he'd like it. He's nice. such a Bart Simpson character. Yeah, it's great. But uh, you know, they used to live in uh, Austin with us, and I told Nina, I was like, we have a house now. Every Christmas, we're going to watch a Christmas special. And every nice. Halloween, we're going to watch Treehouse of Horror. Nice. So that tradition lasted one year before they moved to Seattle. <laughs> so. You got to bring it up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great – yeah. It, I can't imagine – I have I don't have any kids yet, but obviously there's people of our generation who have had kids, right? Yeah. And so they grew up with The Simpsons, and now possibly their kids are, you know, like I yeah. don't, are growing up with The Simpsons as well. And I can't imagine how cool that would be to be like sitting down with my son or daughter or – Watch, you know, watching The Simpsons. I think yeah. that'd, be, and that'd be really good. Yeah, yeah. This this uh, episode was great. Uh, it had a lot of stuff. Um, it it uh, it was probably yeah. I, I don't know of anything else that's quite as as touching as this for a Christmas special. It doesn't. It never feels schmaltzy. It never feels forced. Right. Everything's organic. Um, you know, whereas like that Charlie Brown is definitely schmaltzy. Well, I mean, I, I feel like for us, and here's the thing: obviously, some some news is, is gonna is, is gonna seep into this here. Yeah, is I was a little bit offended by the whole thing that oh Roseanne is is the voice of the working class, all this kind of uh, stuff. It's to me, it's like you and I both grew up working class. Yeah, we're obviously different uh, different melanin <laughs> levels, right? We both grew up in the working class, and yeah. I think The Simpsons, especially this episode, shows us actual working class America. Yeah, you know, the politics is not—it's not up front, right? It's about providing for your kids and working your ass off for little things. Yeah, uh, and, and I feel like The Simpsons uh, 
for for a while represented working class Americans more than anything else. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, there's definitely like class warfare or at least class struggle. Um, if we go back to the uh, part of the episode where um, they're in the in the nuclear power plant and they have that uh, that great. Um, when Smithers comes on and there's about to be an announcement, yeah. but please keep working. Yeah. And then Mr. Burns comes on and is like, um, there's not going to, we were able to um, make it safer, right? Without um, increasing any costs. And even more importantly, without lowering bonuses for executives. Yeah. And then, yeah. But for you, what, what does he say? Less skilled or yeah, right. semi-skilled workers, yeah. you will not be getting any bonuses. Yeah. Know? So there's that class warfare there, which is definitely part of you know middle class America. You know, right? Even more so than well, in my opinion, right? Even more so than than um, Roseanne, because I grew up in Illinois, and Roseanne is famously sh- not shot in, but set in Rockford, Illinois. Mm-hmm. But where I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, didn't. It might as well have been years away, or like, <clears throat> like it. It was like countries or states away because it's not the same, not the same world. Chicago, Illinois, and Rockford, Illinois, are completely different. Right. So I didn't, I didn't um, connect with Roseanne. Definitely watched it, just didn't connect with it as much as I did with The Simpsons because Springfield. They don't make it a small town. It feels like a big town. Yeah. You know? So that's how I connected with it. And Springfield's everywhere. Yeah. You know, basically it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's uh, definitely in Illinois, though. And, and if, but, but, <laughs> it's in Washington, okay? Uh, for me about The Simpsons, and this is like kind of like my ethos, even as, like a, as, a, as a writer, is that the further away you get from a representation of reality, the more real it is. And so when you get to a cartoon, Bruh. <laughs> when you get to a cartoon, you can do, you can really comment on reality in ways that a live action can't. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not dogging on the original Roseanne series. I mean, I, it was, I remember watching it as a kid and I remember thinking it was funny. Um, but when they brought it back for the Trump era, I didn't watch it at all. Right. No. Right. And, and, but, but, but them saying, Oh, it represents working class Americans. Like, dude, I'm working. We're all working class folks here, and yeah. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. You right, know right, what I mean? Right. Um, I, yeah. I, okay. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get into a Roseanne. Yeah. I'll just say that one thing: to say that you need to give Trump supporters a voice. It's like they already have that voice. It's 24 seven. It's on Fox Fox News, right. which we're not. As a kid, we like you said before, Fox wasn't that evil corporation. That it grew into me, but growing up, there was a little bit for me of when I disconnected from The Simpsons. It was a, actually, I would say more than a little bit, part due to Rupert Murdoch and the whole evil Fox News. Yeah. Anything I bought from The Simpsons, it was going to go back into his pocket, yeah. which just fueled the creation of that monster that is Fox News. You know? Yeah. Well, they also have their voice in the highest office in our land, exactly, which is the presidency. It's, it's just like. Will you guys please get over winning? You won the damn election. Can you just shut up about how everyone treated you unfairly? Yeah. Makes no sense. I don't like the victimization complex they try to do. But be that as it may, 
when Fox was like was like the Bart Simpson character on the scene. They were shaking up the industry. They yeah. they started with Married with Children, which also the earlier seasons also was a was a good representation of working class America. Yeah, I would argue even more so than Roseanne. Yeah, and, and the Simpsons was a great. It, the Simpsons could fire on all cylinders at all times because. It was totally fictional. It was animated, mm-hmm. and they could add degrees of unreality to common unreality, like when the when the bushes move next door. You know. Um, <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to get into. I know this. so much. It's such a rich, like vein, right? You know, to tap into. Now, I'm not a fanboy. If it's shit, I'm going to say it's shit, right? And there's probably. There's going to be a lot of shit, a lot of shit that season. Well, let me tell you, we waited through 11 minutes and 45 seconds of shit with that Tracy Ullman stuff. Yeah. And I, I think when it started to lose its way, a little bit was um, switching from Bart to Homer. I understand it because Bart is a kid and can only get yeah. into so many adventures. Homer's adult. He can do almost everything else. Like Bart's not going into space. Right. Homer's going into space. But also the celebrity of the week. That that to me was a major shift in the yeah. early two thousands when every celebrity played themselves. Yeah, their cameos were them rather than them playing different characters. Like I think in the second season is one of the best episodes ever. Is Michael Jackson? Yeah, where he's where tip, he actually doesn't play himself. Right, he plays a Michael Jackson impersonator. impersonator. Yeah, 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 or a, you know, like a person from an insane asylum. Yeah. Which is so, it's a clever way to handle cameo. Yeah, and uh, they really lost that in yeah. the early two thousands. But that's for another episode. <laughs> that's like four years from now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm having fun right now. Are you having fun, Miguel? This is great. All yeah. right. So basically, this is like a, a two grown men's uh, journal about growing up. Yeah. And so th- these episodes are going to be framed by Simpsons episodes, but we're going to be able to get loosey-goosey with it and talk about memories and all that kind of stuff. And uh, hopefully you will be along for the ride. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I hope to... Hope we can. Uh, actually, I hope this podcast never ends. I, ho- I hope it never <laughs> ends. I mean, there's a good potential it will never end. Yeah, even if the Simpsons, if the Simpsons ends. <laughs> even if the Simpsons ends, we have a lot of episodes to get through. There's so much potential, and like we were talking about, there's the video games, there's the comic books, there's um, the movie, the movies. There's talk of another movie. I mean, is there talk of another movie? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Dope. <laughs> Which the movie I thought was really good. Yeah. And I want to hear about you. You said you went to Universal Studios. Yeah. So maybe we'll save that as a, maybe a half episode or something. You can yeah. Describe it we'll definitely me. talk about that. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when I, when we do, when we get to Itchy and Scratchy Land. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Itchy and Scratchy. Wow. Okay. It's going right. to be great. It's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah. Thanks for doing this for me. We're going to have guests coming, uh, coming through, uh, soon. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. But, uh, these two voices right here. Miguel, will you please say your name? <laughs> Miguel Villa. I am Andrew Hilbert. <laughs> you're going to be hearing a lot of us. Yeah, and I just want to add one thing, and I'm sorry I killed the exit. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to jump on this podcast, if you love The Simpsons as much as we do, let us know. We'll have, we'll have a way to – oh, what's the website? Uh, well, we're going to have a website. Yeah. I'm going to edit the website in. <laughs> <laughs> the, episode, uh, the website is – Dot com. <laughs> That's where you can reach out to us if you want to jump on. We'll, we'll figure a way out. We'll we'll Skype it or something. You can, if you're in Austin, come through. It's going to be in Andrew's house, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, just as long as uh, you don't open carry. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. All right. Woohoo! Oh, shit. Here it is. 
Addendum, very important. This was the first instance of Homer's utterance of This podcast was produced under duress aboard the Cockroach Conservatory.